Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion 9. Alright everybody, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot Sprung and Johnson. Guido, last time we talked, we thought we needed two things to happen to be happy in March. And daggone, Scoot, if two of those things didn't happen. I mean, we said in the last show, this was either going to be a really happy podcast or really depressing podcast. That's right. You did say that. Scooty, I think it's favoring in the happy side of the podcast world. I mean, I felt those were like two good wins this week. I agree. Uh, I'm a little, I guess I'm a little surprised. I don't know that I expected two wins. Um Maybe, and what's odd to say, and I guess it's in my mind, I think I would have thought that the Iowa State game, I think in my mind, I think that would have been the easier of the two games to win, which is odd saying that because they were unranked, yet Kansas State was ranked. But in my mind, I guess I have very little respect for Kansas State. I have little respect for your mind right now. That made no sense. Yeah, whatsoever. that didn't make but any sense. I know no, that's it doesn't okay. make any sense. I mean, would you, I mean, in I general, saying it, it doesn't sense. make sense. <laughs> I think that it was, you know, I I will say that watching the Iowa State game, um, they looked good. I was, I, I I mean, did you ever feel like super in doubt? Like, I was a tight game, but they were on. I felt like the team was on, right? Um, I, conversely, I feel like with the K-State game, we started off so bad. The first half was not – I mean, we the first half of the first half was so bad that I was at – one, at one point in the game, I think with about 10 minutes into the game, eight minutes into the game, we were shooting under 30% and they were shooting 65% in that K-State game. And we were on the text machine texting each other, Johnson, and I was like, well, this is not going to end well. Um, but they turned it around and they played that game. I, I feel like you saw two games where Emmett became Emmett. Yeah, and I think someone tweeted it out. I think it was the Smoking Musket account, but someone made the comment on Twitter that this was the first time in a long time And, Scoot, I wanted to see what you thought. It sounded like something that you would have scripted up for someone to tweet. But Smoking Musket tweeted out that this felt like the first time in a long time you felt like you were all in on this team. It felt like a Bob Huggins team. They were fighting. Like, at one point in this game, Guido, I think when we were texting, I was thinking, even if they lose, I'm so proud of these guys right now. They were just fighting their butts off. I mean ironically the best thing that could have happened it was almost like trey mitchell said i'm not on the scoreboard i'm i'm not helping the box score too much i might as well jam an elbow in this perm guy's face and just light this team on fire for the final like what eight minutes of this game um i thought they fought so hard and we we poke fun at hilton magic uh, cause I, like skewed, I think that's kind of ridiculous, but nonetheless, you're on the road and arguably 
the best version of one of the best basketball conferences we've seen in a long, long time, Packed House, their senior night. And it was sort of one of those things, Guido, like, and I, and this is, I, I'll only get on the soapbox for a second, but you know how you see uh, like Cincinnati and central Florida, they've put tweets out recently, sewing the big 12 logo on their little jerseys and stuff. And they're so happy. And I just look at them like there's a popular thing around me. People will say, bless their heart. And that's what I feel like. They have no idea what they're getting into. When you go on the road in basketball, in this conference, you better lace it up a little bit tighter. I mean, and if you're WVU and I think Cincinnati and central Florida are going to find this out too. Like scoot, when Oklahoma state goes on the road, when Kansas state goes on the road, okay, you're on the road. When West Virginia goes on the road across multiple time zones and you you're in the gym in an atmosphere like that the other night at Iowa state. And it's just your roster of guys, your coaches, maybe a few family members that made the trip in your little like two rows of seats and then the entire arena around you, like you better be ready to play or you're going to get eaten up. And I, I was so proud of them the other night in Ames. It was just such a fight. And to win a game like that, I thought that's a game that like, if you were ever going to propel yourself into March, Boy, was that ever a game to help you do it. So what you're saying is Central Florida doesn't know about that magic. Uh, No. And and they also don't know about the historic Gallagher-Iba Arena. Right. They don't know about the Laser Tag Center. That's right. Or the... Bramblage, Bramblage Coliseum, but <laughs> yes. but let's talk let's talk about the conference here for a second because I wanted to, I wanted to bring this up to both of you guys, and we as WVU fans are lucky enough to have played basketball in two of maybe the best basketball conferences uh, seasons of all time, right? And so like this this season, I mean, and I've heard I've read multiple things. I've heard they they were talking about it uh, during the K State game on the ESPN broadcast. Like this season is probably the best basketball conference, like overall performance by a conference since what late nineties, ninety nine Big East conference. Like you're talking about, uh, you you know, I I have I think there's an argument that all ten teams should be in the uh, you know in march madness well, i know that's not going to happen yeah. and i understand that there's some flubs there and i get that but like you take uh, you take the bottom of our conference and you pit it against the the some of these teams that are going to get in and i understand that you get these automatic qualifiers and all of that but like think about it like when when was the last time you saw a conference be this dominant and have this many people in top i mean west virginia wvu with all the losses and all the moaning and groaning that we have done this year on this podcast for this basketball season, they still, right now in the AP, are like 32. They got a vote for the top 25 this week. Like, I think that's what's crazy about this conference. Yeah, and I think when you consider, just to take a second on that, I mean, when you consider Oklahoma in the SEC Big 12 Challenge, houses the number one, what wasn't Alabama number one at that time, they beat them by like 30. I mean, I know that's one data point, but it's, I think every team in the conference 
is so resilient and hard-nosed. They're coached pretty well. I think top to bottom, they'd be a tough out for anyone. And I think that's what – and I know we're going to get to Kansas State. um, But, you know, Guido, I think for as much as we have – uh, even last week said, you know, we continue to feel like the talent is there on this team, but the coaching hasn't really caught up and been a plus all season. It's hard now. Um, I don't know. Help me summarize that because I think if, when, when we were zero and five in conference, I have a feeling if we went back to those shows, we were looking at the rest of the conference schedule going, where are wins going to come? What are we going to get? Two or three wins? You know, we were kind of like this team feels so out of sorts right now. And they proceed to finish seven and six in conference. I mean, that's, that's something right in this conference. I mean, you just described how you feel about this conference and they get their poop in a group after zero and five and they go seven and six the rest of the way. I mean, that's, I, I think we need to stop and, and make sure, you know, we acknowledge that. That's huge. I don't think anyone expected that in January when it felt like the wheels were falling off. So kudos to them. And I will say, like, you know, Scoot Scoot may have been a little overzealous with his 12 conference wins. It was very Scoot close, ten. though. Uh, I, I, w- I don't know if I'd say that. I don't know if I'd I mean, say that. You're not you I mean I think I, that we should go back in the time machine and listen to who said how many wins there were going to be cuz I think there was somebody on this podcast that was saying it was going to be like 6 7 8 wins who could that I don't know who that was <laughs> probably John Do you know who that was? I think no, I said wasn't. 9 and 9 so it had to be you Mr. It Guido. was me right and I said that we were going to end up with a 10 or 11 seed in the tournament and we were going to go sweet 16 I'm going to like you guys are going to be bowing at the feet of the prophet <laughs> When that happens in a couple of weeks here. I mean, don't pat yourself on the back or anything. I mean, I'm just saying. No no Strigoido here, Scoot. But I I think if you consider especially we're one possession at Fog Allen Fieldhouse from maybe winning four in a row here down the stretch. I I don't know. I just think it's crazy. It's so unpredictable. Like we – I'm glad that we have stuck with this team. We we believed in the talent. We were hoping, you know, that it would all gel and come together. And it feels like they, uh, like, I don't know how to talk about this Kansas State game, I guess. Now, I don't know how you could have packaged Guido March 4th, 3.04 day. I mean, if that's not an omen for senior day in the Coliseum, a packed house, another sellout, I didn't for, realize that. For the 600th win in the Coliseum's history. I mean, it's hard to like if you were going to write lined a up. Yeah, if you right. were going to write a script, you would put a lot of these elements in there. I I thought it was I just thought it was a great day and a great finish to the regular season. I think you I think you now have man, you've got some momentum that I didn't think we could get a hold of in this basketball season. And Scooty, what was your opinion on that, on the K-State game where like, it, and I, I think we've been asking for it all season during conference play. Emmett was the one who ended up putting the team on his back down the stretch. And it's what we've been looking for. Well, for I think if you were to look at his games played for whatever reason, I don't know what happened, but I'm going to say sometime six, between six and eight games ago, Emmett started to be a little bit more aggressive. Emmett, I think you saw a little bit more consistency in the scoring column out of him. Um, 
which if I'm being honest, which I like to do here on this show, you're very honest, uh, much needed because Trey Mitchell decided he was going to become a ghost the last six or seven games of the season. Like, un, I, I don't want to say he's unreliable, but like if you're counting on him to score 15 to 20 a game, I don't know if that's going to happen every game. But in his defense, Scooty, I will say, I think Trey Mitchell, I, and I don't know if this is like, this is what I felt watching these last two games. I feel like Trey Mitchell has decided that he goes like, I can't score. Like, I've forgotten how to score. So like Johnson said, like he spent the last two games just throwing elbows, being rough, being where the ball was. And he's the one. And here's the thing that I think happened in the last two games that helped us be successful is he took the fouls away from Eric Stevenson in these last two games. He came in and I, I don't I, I think I feel like, especially in the K State game in that last like the the second half, he took those fouls that were Eric's usually chasing the ball and getting a stupid foul that we get angry about. That was Trey Mitchell taking that foul. So well, maybe he found his spot when, you know, shooting wasn't going right. I'm gonna say this. Uh Johnson is maybe Trey Mitchell's number one fan. How so? Maybe and I, mean, I can just maybe. tell like uh Johnson loves the type of player that Trey Mitchell is at times or can be. The potential yeah. Trey Mitchell. Yes. That six eight, six nine wing player can post up in the in the paint, can take a guy outside and hit an outside shot, could drive to the lane, has a nice little baby hook shot. Wears two different shoes. He loves that. I mean, he loves that about him. If, if he wore white shocks, that would be even better. Uh, that but, would be pretty good. Um, that's that is uh, Johnson for for what our listeners don't realize uh, was Issa Ahmad's number one fan. So this um, <laughs> kind of player is carrying over, and and he sees a little bit of Issa in Trey, and he loves that. Well, we didn't we didn't talk about it a whole lot. I I I do. I, I am a Trey fan. You needle me with Issa any chance you get. Uh, but back on what where you started with Emmett, I think I think you can't underscore that Iowa State game enough as kind of the Emmett the the Emmett Matthews game, right? I mean, he finishes out the last two minutes of that game just like Guido said, putting the putting the team on his back. I think in this game with Kansas State, it felt like he had scoot he had an aggressive Emmett dunk that we haven't seen in a hot second um he did go for 20 in fact all three fifth year seniors went for 20 plus Kedrian went for 23 and uh Stevenson 27 but I think if there was ever a time you were like please step up like we've been begging you to be the guy we know you can be please please be that guy man did he he showed up I mean again kudos to him I thought I thought when we needed it he showed the type of leadership you would expect a fifth year senior you know to to say hey look I can this is why I came back I can do this that's exactly what he did I mean Scooty he plays 75 minutes of 80 possible minutes in those last two games he played all 40 minutes in the well, K-State game, and he plays 30, only sits on the bench for five minutes. So, I mean, it's the Emmett Matthews that we need down the stretch, and and I think maybe he saw, like, some of these guys not being 
prepared and and having like you had said on the last show talking about Jimmy Bell and Jimmy Bell, you know, just not being used to the, Tell the me. grind of a D1 season. Emmett really took took the reins. You guys are the stats guys here. Tell me the minutes played by the bench. Rattle rattle off some of that stuff. Do you well, have Well, this was another this was another one that you and I liked. This was another this was another game that you and I call for all the time. So, off the bench, uh you had Aconquo and Sumnick totaled 19 together because they were sort of split with, I think, Jimmy Bell. I think Big Tonka plays 12. So you get like a full five there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's right. the way I kind of look at that. Otherwise, uh, Kobe, eight minutes, Toots, 10. Seth Wilson gets in for a minute. That's it. Which is interesting. Seth Wilson only gets a minute in the K-State game, which I thought but was Matthews, so Scoot Emmett plays full 40. Trey thirty nine, Kedrian thirty six, Stevenson thirty five minutes. Now, that was the ball. Bo- that core was on the floor the whole game. Is it? Right. It's probably skewed a little bit, right? Because it's senior day. Because this is the last time they're going to be on yeah, the home court, it, right? And coaches do that. Like I'm telling you, coaches. I, I as a high school coach, I've I've been through it. You feel like you've got to. At the very least, get them as much opportunity to play on that floor, especially if you're in a winning situation. Um, and and they were, so that's probably skewed a little bit. But again, we win the game playing roughly eight guys, right? With time, that's. I mean, I've said this, and Johnson and I've kind of beat this drum. If you look at every successful major program they're not trotting out 11 or 12 guys for double digit minutes you just can't get any consistency that way so johnson after these two games we get what i like to refer to as happy huggins we get a we get a Isn't joyful it funny though you're right like post game post win post-game hugs is happy hugs it's much easier to listen to isn't it it's much it's much easier to listen to you know he's talking about after the iowa state win what a great effort the team has done it's yeah they did a great he's he's praising play i mean and i get it senior night but he's talking about how glad he was that emmett came back after the k-state game happy hugs uh going into the postseason though is that what we want? Do we want a happy hug, Scooty, in the postseason? Well, um, it's been a while since we've been in the postseason, so I'll take any kind of hugs we get in a postseason. So happy or sad, we'll take a hugs in a postseason. Didn't you think, though, what? So, because uh, it's been to, what? How long has it been? Three years? Four? Uh, yeah, what? it might be since 2019. I don't remember 2021 going. Uh, Oh yeah, we did. We did. We lost in the first round. I forgot. We lost in the second round to Syracuse that year. That was the 2021. We played first round. We we beat. Uh, I don't remember who we beat, uh, but we lost in the second round to Syracuse. Hmm. We beat. We beat Moorhead State. We yeah, were, I remember because that we was were... the year we were three. We were ranked oh, third. That's we right. had a that really was, uh, high Oscar ranking. And... And Deuce. Yes, that was that Oscar. And we Deuce were year. angry about being zoned. Remember, we were yes frustrated by the zone. Well, what I was going to say that the um the thing that struck me though, since we're kind of focused on Emmett here for a minute, is how he seemed to really, I mean, honestly, soak in the entire senior day experience. And they, you know, he had a quote from way back 
that he said when he hit the portal to come back to Morgantown, he had said, I, I wonder what it would feel like to walk senior day in the Coliseum. I thought you could tell Saturday against K-State, he really soaked in the entire, I mean, it was a great atmosphere anyway, but for him, he really kind of stopped to smell the roses as it were, Scoot. It, it looked like he really took it all in. It would have been funny if he had said Geno Smith's quote. Oh, <laughs> they wrote me off, but I ain't right back yet. I ain't right back yet. You <laughs> know, right Gino said that his mom got mad at him because he was an English major, and so he said his <laughs> he said his mom has yelled at him ever since he said that because she she was like, "You should have taken the time to use proper like that's not proper English. You're an English <laughs> I major." I thought that was you funny. You're not he dumb. Was, he, you ain't dumb. He was explaining Stay that. Right. But yeah, that I funny. I just thought that was the cool because I get. Guido, talking about happy hugs, I get, um, Scoot, I get a little verklempt when you see hugs give the senior day hug, like the real, like, I love you, man, hug that, yeah. that hugs gives. Like, he gave those guys those, those like, you know, uh, glad, you know, I'm glad you fought with me. I'm glad you were in the trenches with me. I, I love that stuff. I think it's funny how, for as gruff as he is, hugs sort of in those moments reminds you, like, he really does care about these guys and they love that dude. You know, they love playing for him. I, I love that stuff. That was, that was a great atmosphere. I love Huggins gets his 934th win uh, as a head coach, hall of fame coach. We know that we're already there. He did though, after the K state game kind of channel his inner scooty a little bit. He, uh, he says, he says uh, to TC in the post game interview on the radio, he says, I could care less what Joe uh, Lenardi thinks. Right. I could, yes. like, where everybody was like, oh, well, Joe Lenardi now says you're in because you won this game. He's like, I could care less what Joe Lenardi thinks. Joe Lenardi wears a lot of mock turtlenecks at the wrong times of year. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's getting warmer now. You don't need that yeah, mock like, turtleneck, you don't, right? Why does he wear so many mock turtlenecks? But with that said, in Joe Lenardi's bracketology, uh, he has WVU as a 10th seed right now. We're no longer a bubble team. We are in, according to him. Uh, so, and I mean, let's be honest. Thing. What did what did Lenardi do to get this this prominent role as like the the grand poobah of brackets? I mean, like, did he have like an Expel spreadsheet or something? He's like, hey, listen, look, check this out, guys. Did you say Expel? Like Expel Spreewell's version? Yeah, of I think so. <laughs> I think I did say that. But dude, like, is that? I feel like Scoot. He was you, where he just said, "What I say is very important, and people should listen, and, and people listen." Or and maybe, I'll be honest. or maybe Scoot. They were like, "This guy looks like a CPA. Like, we does, should probably listen to what which, he's talking about." Does the average American really understand what he's saying when he says? They're the first four in, the first four out, the first four to the left. There's the first four upside down. Then there's a first four uh, around the corner. Well, it is like, like overcomplicating things, isn't like, it? It's like hey, the first four around the corner. Oh, okay. What's that mean? Listen, listen. We gotta fill some time in this segment. Can you just make this as like hard to explain as humanly possible? And he's like, like, got you it. I got it. To keep. Uh, roughly a million people interested by naming 16 colleges that aren't possibly going to get in this tournament but could possibly <laughs> right. get in this tournament right. so that we at least get everyone's attention. Well, I mean, the NCAA helps because now there are, what, three, 320 teams that get into the tournament now? Like it's, but Guido, it's ridiculous. To, you know, to your point, and then we can, we can move on. I know we got other stuff to talk about, but it's like these automatic qualifiers – 
it it is frustrating. Like if you're Oklahoma and everyone's telling you like you had a bad season and then you watch approximately like 28 teams in the tournament that you know you would just slaughter in any given like one-off game. You know, a lot of these teams in these other conferences, I mean, they just I I I know people hate hearing that, but I swear you could you could put all 10 of these teams in the tournament and have a great competition out of them. You know what I mean? Well, You'd- I agree. And like, that's where like I get, and this is where I, I mean, you can go really deep in college basketball and you can go crazy, but this is where you start to say, well, you know, Joe Lenardi, the pundits have, uh, I think there were at eight teams now of the big 12 in, in there. They, I think Oklahoma is, is not in, and uh, who's the uh, other team tech. That's out? Yeah, Texas yeah, tech. tech. But most people seem to feel like Oklahoma State's in. And Guido, they owe Mike Boynton any like we're we like Mike Boynton. I if there was anyone like that's on the bubble that should get the benefit of a doubt or kind of a nudge in, my goodness, it should be Oklahoma State for what happened to them over the as last. As long as they break. don't bring Caleb Boone, we're good with that. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could I could do without him. That's true. I could that'd be, that'd be I nice. could do without him. But. But here's the thing. So you've got if then you switch over to the other side, right? And you, you Johnson and I were nerds. Nerds, we'll admit it. Nerds, and we like uh, Ken Pomeroy's computers. Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> His Excel spreadsheets. Well, that's in the Excel spreadsheet, Scoot. Uh, According you know. to my calculations, <laughs> you sound like Shaggy. He would not be running an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> hey, Scoob. Uh, according to Ken Palmer's Excel spreadsheets, you know he's got Oklahoma State f- at forty-one. He's got uh, Texas Tech at fifty-three, and Oklahoma at fifty. Oklahoma, Texas Tech, out. Uh, maybe Oklahoma State in. I, I just, you know, and West Virginia jumped up to 17th. Listen, is none that of this not means a crazy anything. number? 17. 17. None of this means anything unless Watson is saying it as well. Can we get some confirmation on what Watson is saying? I mean, I, I think, Scooty, what would you say if we found out that Ken Palm uses Watson? Yeah, what would you do? Like, I want to buy one. <laughs> I want to buy a Watson. What's a guy got to do to get his hands on a Watson? I'm not... You're is not, it like, you're it's not, like that you're machine. not tricking me into we, this game. We it's can't like go down that. This, uh, what's that? That thing that Rocky bought in Rocky Four. It was like the robot that Polly had doing, oh, getting him stuff. Right. right. I feel like that's what Watson oh is. That's like a forty-year-old reference. Excuse. <laughs> my goodness. Like, I think that thing was Watson before Watson. <laughs> like that's like a. That's like oh my a God. my buddy. It that's is, the equivalent of like a my buddy. Like or it brought like him a, a drink. It brought <laughs> Polly a drink. <laughs> Johnson and I are amazed on a weekly basis that Scoot even gets his computer turned on like how, and records the podcast. How is so. that a quick reference in your brain? How is that thing <laughs> quickly referenced on file in your brain? That doesn't make any sense. Like I don't want to chase the Scoot. I don't want to chase the chicken. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> hey, you rock, chase the chicken. Hey, rock. I feel like I've been eating nails. I ain't never had them before. <laughs> I said nails, stallion. N- 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 nails. <laughs> he thought he said snails. Uh, oh my god. What were we talking about? Oh, we're talking about know. rankings. We're talking about Oh, Joseph Lenardi and Kenneth 
uh, Pomeroy. Pomeroy. Yes, that's what we were talking about. Not related to Jerry Pomeroy, who I do know lives in Oxford <laughs> area. So, <laughs> hope he's a listener. Uh, so, yeah, Ken Palm has WVU jumped up to 17 uh, this week. I mean, he's got Big 12 teams are, are like all in the top 25. Well, and Scoot, how would you feel about, so uh, Joseph Lenardi also has WVU uh, seated as a 10 facing, and this to me is laugh out loud hilarious, guess who is the 7 in Uh, Kentucky. I think I've seen Kentucky, right? right? It's always, why? It's always Kentucky. Because it's Oscar. Now the cool thing about this though, the cool thing about this though is they'd be in the same, um, They'd be in the same bracket as Purdue, and he has that whole thing being hosted in Columbus. Now that would be an amazing atmosphere. Are you kidding travel. me? For yeah, all those teams, travel. listen. That's so teams. like as much as I'm like. Well, except for except for the Catamounts, they that's a long trip. That's a long haul <laughs> from Burlington, Vermont. But well, someone has to what, sacrifice. What fires me up though about this whole tournament since they've brought in the. The four right around the corner, and then the the next four, and right. then the other four. Well, now they've got, of course, these play-in games, which they don't call them play-in games because they're what they are is a play-in game, but they call them the first round or whatever, first or four. the round before the first, first round, first four, first four yeah. or something like that. Yeah, um, but none of the bracket stuff actually makes any sense, right? So you could be in the West. But you're going to play your first round games in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, I've and never. And then you're really, going to do your second round. I, I agree in with Boise, Idaho. Yeah, I've never. And then we might hit like that. Never makes back, any sense. No, does back it? in the day, like if you were in the East bracket, you probably played uh, maybe a Syracuse, maybe New York City, maybe Providence, Rhode Island, maybe Boston, Massachusetts. You played in the East. It was kind of a foreign concept. Now. Right. Oh, uh, well, you guys are in the southeast. We're going to have you guys play in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico for the first round. Guido, hot, then- hot on hot on the heels of the Rocky reference. Right. Back in my day, if you were placed in the east, you played in the east. We knew geography back, back in my, in my day. day. The geography meant something. Thanks a lot, Emmert. Thanks now I got lot. these libtards out here telling me I got to play my East Regional in San Diego. <laughs> well, and that's what also is kind of funny, though, because like then they do that thing where like there's you're, there's a Midwest Regional and the South Regional right. are both in Des Moines. <laughs> like, I don't I, like I Des Moines don't melting I, pot I, of all regions. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree. But. With that said, WVU's in. Here here's so let's talk about this though. Well, do you do you think though, Guido, before you leave that, so you think whatever happens in this first round of the of the conference yes. tournament, even if you go lay an egg, you think we're safe. We're safe. I we're, think I do too, but Scoot. Yeah, I think I think we're okay. Uh obviously if you win a game or two, it might move you up a couple of rungs of the ladder. But I right. don't. I don't know that we fall all that much if we lose. No, I mean we might drop seeds a few, but I don't think. I don't think there's any worry about us not going. If to, if we right. get to the championship, let's just say to how, what championship? To the Big Twelve championship game. The Phillips Sixty Six. Uh, okay. Yes, hosted uh, in Kansas City Big Twelve championship. Guido. That's right. Um, 
brought to you by Alamo. So, um, how high of a seed do you think we could get? If you win the tournament? Yeah, if you win the Big 12 tournament. Well, for us, that would mean beating Kansas and then likely like a Texas, right? Um, wow. I mean... Do you think you can get a... Uh, as would you be a two or a three? Could you be a two? Oh, I wasn't thinking. I don't think you. Could, I don't think you get that high, but I think you could be a four or a five. I was thinking at least you could flip. You know, we're talking like ten seven. I could see WVU. You know, let's flip that then. Like they're a six or a seven, maybe to me. So in my mind, right? So seven. You're looking at you're a top twenty eight team, right? Yeah. So if you win that Big Twelve. I think you got to be considered at least a top 15, a top 12 team, right? Right. In the country. You won the toughest, Uh, you run the toughest conference. Yeah. Then you're like a three seed. Yeah. I don't know. You're right. That's, that's compelling. I don't know. That's a good point. I I mean, but you got to remember guys. So we, on Wednesday face Texas tech. We'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about Texas tech here in a minute. Uh, we face Texas Tech. We're an eight seed. They're a nine seed. Winner of that game goes on to face Kansas, which which is a bad. That's bad luck, right? I mean, that's that's, that's a tough. I draw. mean, they're not going to have a lot of fans. It's in Kansas City. Yeah, it's in Missouri. For God's sake, this right. tournament. It's not, not in Kansas. It's not like it's in Kansas, right? And listeners, that's sarcasm, by the way, because I've, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, "Those guys are idiots." Kansas University <laughs> no, is like on. half we're, an hour away we're from Kansas it City. On pretty thick. If you've listened to the show to this point, Scoot, and you don't understand, we're laying it on pretty thick. Of course, they know that sarcasm. I, mean, I don't know that they know I mean, that. Like, we're gonna get a lot of tweets at us. There, there might be some like, "Man, those guys are morons." They don't even realize it's like half an hour away. So let's talk Texas Tech, boys. Some things happen. Texas Tech. Guido, you, Some things are happening. Guido, you, Texas you Tech. don't come to a podcast for breaking news often, but we had a bit of kind of breaking news today, didn't we? I mean, it was interesting. Listen, I just gotta, I just gotta ask. Like, we have made fun of Mark Adams pretty much all season. Like, that's been our jam, right? Um, but he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that has. Much craziness going on, Scooty. Well, but does he seem like a professional boxer to you? Because he doesn't seem like that either. So, Scoot's still I mean, stuck on that. He's still stuck on the part of Mark Adams' background that was professional boxing. Does he also seem like a guy that might have uh, lost control of his his saliva or yes. well, jaws? One thing at a time here, function. Scoot. What, one thing yeah, at a time. There's a lot to unpack here, There's, a lot, there's a lot to unpack here. So Mark Adams won't be coaching Johnson for this playoff game against West Virginia this week. Right. Uh, he was suspended today by, uh, who is it? Kirby Hocutt, I think, is their athletic director. He or he suspended Mark Adams' scoot for um, using what was reported as a racially insensitive comment. Now, he said... He was re- we don't have to go that far into the weeds, but he said he was referencing a Bible verse that uh, talked about workers, teachers, parents, and slaves serving their masters, end quote, and that someone complained about that, which uh, you can see, and that got him in hot water. They then said, we're going to review things, uh, you know, Kirby Hocutt in announcing this, things are going to be reviewed suspends Mark Adams. And on the heels of that, 
where you were going, Jeff uh, Goodman then reports a separate incident that was that came out where uh, he was said to have spit on a player. Now, I you know I think the the interesting part of the spitting incident is that Mark Adams. Now you keep saying he's an interesting dude. This is a this is an interesting dude answer. I think to this, he says he explained it. No, no, no. Uh, I I didn't uh, I didn't spit on a player. Uh, I slobbered on them during the game. Now Guido, Guido we were texting earlier. Slobber. Yes, we uh, slobber was actually the word used. We were t- Let's well, just clarify. And have you? We didn't come up with the word slobber. He, he said slobber. He, Turner and hooched him. <laughs> <laughs> That's one mighty basset hound. <laughs> Like, what the heck? Like, like, well, we were texting earlier, and I was just thinking to myself, like, I'm trying to think of, of a situation where you uh, slobbered, slobbered on somebody. somebody. <laughs> to, to make it better, like, where to defend yourself and make it better, you you corrected the person and said, no, 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 I slobbered on I think on you got to say, like, like I, don't, I think the only acceptable way to cover that is you've got to hit yourself with a... Well, you got you to come out with an involuntary action. Like, I sneezed and didn't cover it. Like, you can't right. control a sneeze, Well, now, right? he, yeah, cut, now, well he said he uh, had gone to the doctor, had a bad cough, and slobbered on the player during the game. So, now that's maybe... <laughs> I don't, does that help? Does that help no. you, Scoot? No. So the word slobber did not make it any better. Like, you're not wrong, Scoot. Like, if he had said something like, I had a cold and I sneezed... And the, you know, it's still weird that you have everywhere. to explain that your sneezes. I, I mean, but yeah. yeah, but like he, you like, I, yeah. It's just it's hey, listen. Here's the th- like, I'm going to be a hundred percent. Like going back to the the initial reason why he was in hot water. Yeah, right, right. So the Bible verse is what he yeah, is what like, he's listen, saying. That's what he's saying. A couple things, right? One, um, it's his fault for going down that path in the first place. Like at no point. Do you really need to tap into Bible verses or anything that could remotely be taken as um, insensitive? Like, I, if I'm coaching African American players, I'm not going to make slavery comments. If I'm coaching right. uh, Hispanic players, I'm not going to make some sort of derogatory reference. It doesn't even have to be a, a direct reference, but I'm not going to make any kind of, you know, I'm not going to, I don't know, say something. Culturally insensitive. So apparently, read this guy. What you're saying is is read the room. Like understand, right, yeah, who, understand uh, your audience. As, and and it's not like he's a young guy. It's not like oh he's just young and doesn't really get what he's doing. Like this is a guy that's an older gentleman. Well, and has been coaching for a long time. Like it's not like he's right. getting a it's handle like on the basketball. I mean, he's world, new to Texas right. Tech coaching, but and then to add insult to injury, he lays a big guy. Uh, he's Dropping loot. Yeah, on he's got. A, he's giving somebody <laughs> well, a now the, hot, wet one. Well, now the interesting thing on that is that Goodman's tweet. So Jeff Goodman's tweet at Goodman Hoops on Twitter. His tweet said uh, he had a quote where someone per- close to the situation had quoted Adams as saying, "I can spit on you whenever I want to," and they well, asked great. him about also that, great. and Adams said, "I don't remember saying that." End quote. So it's that's not that he didn't say it. He just doesn't remember right, saying it. right. 
So that's a weird, I don't know. I think that's a weird response. Uh, any WVU fans going to uh, Kansas City, the Phillips uh, 66 Alamo Roadrunner, um, now, uh, Nat King Cole, a classic. What? <laughs> Get your kicks on Route 66. Um, anyway, I think uh, they need to go with face shields. I think like there the needs to be Andy Reed, I mean, like the I've Andy Reed on the sideline. Yes, I think they need like a thing. face shield, like what your uh, hygienist might wear. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just wow. go, and maybe bibs, maybe they wear maybe those bibs. bibs with the alligator claw necklace part. I and, think that. In good news, though, Mark Adams is not going to be there, so you'll be safe. I, mean, I don't think you have to worry about. Well, it. do you think though? In true, like Guido, I feel like you may have thought this too, because we're kindred spirits on the, I'm always looking for the, how is this bad for WVU's upcoming stuff, you know, thing. And I thought, you know, are these guys like, now we're just going to go out and be free and play and like, you know, are they fired up now? Heading into this, Uh, I don't know. Or or does it like toss them on their head and mess them up? Because here's the thing, right? Not only a lot of these guys obviously have Coach Adams as as their content, but they've also had Chris Beard probably as a recruiter for some of them. Yeah, sure. So like now you start to probably question like everything you've ever followed. You're like, what the heck? These guys that I've kind right. of been trusting with me are like problems. And I think the other thing that you know bodes in our favor with this is the fact that. If, if everywhere it does not have Texas Tech in the in you know March Madness right now playing in the NCAA tournament, so I think that you've probably got some kids that are with between now not making the tournament likely Mark Adams spitting on you and throwing racially this, insensitive this slobbering. All I envision is like somebody who had gotten a filling and they got like some bad Novocaine or something. I think you just no control. I think you're really just, f- out of these two things. I think you're really focusing on the slobbering a lot. Here. <laughs> it's I mean, so it's a lot of, it's a lot of focus it's so on the slobbering. Weird. A lot of sl- yeah. Nobody but I think between, does that. Maybe he was explaining pe- to people that he played in Brambridge and like it got a blah, little too. Now I'm worried because he and Coach Huggins have like uh, close embraces. Like it's um, there, was, there was kissing involved. I mean, I don't know what's going I don't on. Know. It's strange. What they say? It don't spray it. Is that what is that what the saying? Is? <laughs> Between the coaching uh, issues and the not making the tournament, you probably got a lot of kids that already are thinking about one foot out the door. And looking at that transfer portal yeah, right. and starting to fill out their paperwork. And so I think that helps WVU. Going to Texas Tech is like going to a Gallagher concert. <laughs> You're in that splash zone. <laughs> you get, you get, uh, you get complimentary uh, like rain hoodies and slickers. Are you gonna, uh, <laughs> Do you think the storm oh, chasers should go to coaches. all the games? The storm chasers should go to all their games. Coach is coming out for his post-game press conference and we're going to put their slickers on. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Gallagher. Oh, my gosh. Rest in it's peace. Like they bring those trash bags or whatever. You know, they <laughs> yeah, you've got it. You're in the splash zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well wvu plays basketball on wednesday that game is against uh texas tech hey uh real quick and i don't know that we were going to touch on it but i will mention this 
Um, WVU becoming kind of a Manhattan South where we've got a commitment from yep. Omar Sil- Silverio. That's right. He last played uh, at Hofstra. Yes, he was he was set to play at Manhattan. Right. And he kind of did the exact same thing that Jose did, except he didn't commit to a school right away. And uh, now, with the help of Jose, uh, looks like he and Jose are going to team up together. They're high school buddies or, or childhood buddies. They were looking forward to playing at Manhattan together. They're now going to play at WVU. Well, and I thought the kicker here, Guido, was um, Ethan Bach on Twitter noted that he still needs a waiver to play. Right. That, that <laughs> so always works like, well for us. Wah, wah. Well, and I, here's the thing: I think because he sat out this year, I'm I feel he's more likely to get the waiver. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's this early on. It's not like he's trying to play in the tournament. Like you're, we're talking. About I would hope year, so. so. I, I, I just I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope, hope so too. Um, yeah, so WVU, ESPNU, 7 p.m., the start of the Phillips 66, Alamo.com, uh, Colgate toothpaste, uh, Big 12 championship. I get all the sponsors in there. I don't know. Uh, Big 12 championship game. Uh, play Texas Tech. Uh, wear your slickers, obviously, but uh, that game is on ESPNU, <laughs> 7 o'clock Eastern time. Face shields off. are necessary. <laughs> If you're in the first two rows. When you texted that to us today, Johnson, I was like, we're going to talk about this for 20 minutes on the podcast. There's no way we don't. Well, you know when you see one of those news alerts and you're like, what? Like, I had to, I was like, I was like, wait, what? I had to read it a whole full second time. Like, what did I just read? What is going on here? Um, So anyways, uh, some other things that are happening um, with WVU sports. Not, Not a ton of stuff other than basketball stuff. I will say... Uh, Darius Nichols, we talked about it last week on the show. Um, still, he's suspended from head coach at Radford. Um, he is not coaching in the Big South Conference Tournament, Johnson. It's not looking not looking too good yeah, for him. Yeah, we're kind of just following this because we're, we had been rooting for Darius. He's not going to be allowed to coach in the Big South Conference Tournament. I don't think there's been any development uh, beyond that. His brother's actually the interim coach right now. And then Guido, uh, another sort of WVU-related coaching tree move, Jared Calhoun at Youngstown State. Um, He was named the Horizon League's Coach of the Year. That's pretty awesome. And that's one of those names that, you know, as we get closer to the Hugs countdown— Right, you know, if it's it's it just depends you know, we, on how how close they want that tree. I mean, do they want to keep it keep it in the in the family, so to speak, or are they going to yeah, do a, right. or do they want to do a whole new thing? Yeah, right. Have a, have a clean break. So who knows? Uh, other things we should talk about: uh, Big Twelve conference realignment or conference. I don't even know what you call it now. Uh, adding aggressive Big Twelveness. Uh, so the athletic reported this past week that the Big 12 has been in contact with Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and wait for it, Coach Prime, Colorado. Yeah, Coach Prime. Uh, so it brings in Johnson this whole idea of having this like super conference now as the Big yeah, 12. Yeah, well, and I had sent this to you guys earlier in the week, so. Uh, you guys might follow Big Game Boomer uh, at Big Game Boomer on Twitter. He had, uh, or they, had put out a, like, remember a year ago or so where we talked about pods? Remember when pods were, like, the trendy, fashionable, we were all going to get in pods? Remember that, Scoot? We were going to be yes, pod- like potted up? Yes. Yep. Well, 
they tweeted. I think we should call them cocoons. We well, they tweeted out this set of cocoons, uh, where our cocoon was. <laughs> so, well, let me. Let's actually go. I'll put our. You remember the movie Scooty Cocoon with Wilford Brimley in it? That's exactly that what he's referenced. Ro- early Rocky. He referenced uh, Gallagher, of course. He referenced. What was the other movie you just referenced earlier, Scoot? That was like a '80s, and and now this. Like you're, you got that on the brain tonight, big time. Can well, we get a Wilford Brimley? Uh, uh, can we get a Wilford Brimley impersonation? <laughs> diabetes. In I got, I got the diabetes. So one cocoon was Arizona, Arizona State, Brigham Young in Utah. Which someone on Twitter, I should have saved it, said that sounds like the most hateful cocoon ever in our. Parlance. Well, it's going to be the least watched cocoon, right? That sounds to yeah. me like well, for us, you guys don't want people to pay attention. Let's put them all together, yeah, right. so then we can just like that's play true, each other and nobody will care. Uh, another proposed cocoon was Baylor, Oklahoma State, TCU, and Texas Tech. I don't know what else to say about that. Um, the let's see, a third cocoon was Colorado, Iowa State, Kansas, and Kansas State. That's interesting, I think, That's because of Prime. Pretty much the Colorado dominant right. cocoon. That's what I would yeah. expect. And then our cocoon, Scoot, was Cincinnati, Houston, Central Florida, and the Mountaineers. Now, let me ask you a question. Does anything about what I just said for that cocoon, does that excite you at all in, in the least? No. Well, it's, listen. If Dana Holgerson has zero connection to WVU, is Houston always going to be linked? Like the only link- yeah, and I think that's the. I honestly, I looked at it, and I think that's the only reason that Houston is in that. Like, who cares? Pod because what like, happens when Dana is gone? Well, I don't think it's that. I I looked at that and I thought that's Houston realizing how the rest of the entire conference feels about them. Like, get over there with the other people. Like get over there, get over there. We know you're in they Texas, should be but get with over the Baylor there. TCU. Exactly, that should be yes, a thing. exactly. That would make the most sense. And I could see them sticking. No offense to Iowa State alumni, that garbage school with us in a cocoon. Well, they actually make the most sense to me. Sense, like right. geographically, wise, too. right? Yeah, I mean, right. I agree. Right, but I don't want like. I want nothing to do with the state of Iowa. Right. So, I mean, I mean, now throw Iowa. So, do that then, Scoot. Throw Iowa State, the Bearcats, Central Florida, and us together. What, like, right. does that? I want no part no, of that. Right. It's ridiculous. I want no I Houston. Saw, I we want know no, someone tweeted out, I think it was the WVU Barstool account even. I should have said. I'll go back and find it for the show notes. But someone tweeted this out, like a quote tweet, and they just put chills. Now, so <laughs> like, when what? you're in this cocoon... Do you? Yeah, there's no chills. Yeah, what? Maybe what? pukes. Right. Maybe more like yes. pukes. What? Um, when when you're in this cocoon. Yeah. So let's say you. Does it just mean you play the teams in your cocoon the most? Yeah, I think that you're. Those are your guaranteed year okay. in and year out. Yeah. Every year you play yes. them. It has nothing yeah. to do with a standing though. You're not in like a division. No, no, no. It's not. I don't I, think it's a no, division. It wasn't shown. I just think it's your group that you're playing in yeah. year in and year out. Right. You say you got to. You always say you got to get your poop in a group. Yes. That would be our group in a cocoon. Is the poop right? Yes. Our group is the poop. Gr- that group is the poop. But I think the only positive I can see out of that, I mean, it doesn't move the needle for me at all. From a 
woo, I'm, you know, excitement, fan excitement perspective. No, doesn't do anything. I, I think travel wise though. Oh, sure. It would, it would at least give you two or three destinations that well, make a little bit of sense for you. You know, like I, I'm more likely to go to Florida than I am to go to Arizona or Houston or right. God forsaken Kansas. Um, I'm also more likely to, I mean, shoot, you can drive over to Cincinnati. Right. That's right. That's the only one. I mean, if you're going to link WVU with any of them, it should just be Cincinnati. If there's, then it doesn't but really don't matter. But don't you, else. don't you think just generally speaking, this whole discussion about adding these four corner schools, I think if you're like, if you're, if you're Baylor, Oklahoma state, Iowa state, Kansas teams, that probably is pretty cool. Like, honestly, from their point of view, I'm sure that's pretty cool. If you're us, if you're central Florida, Cincinnati, like to me, that's just like, this is worst case. I don't want to go farther. I don't want to go into yet another time zone. You know what I mean? That's my reaction right. to it. What, what is, what is, I know, I know it's going to make it attractive from a TV contract, so but come on. Let me ask this. Do you guys think that, so obviously there's probably going to be some more shifting, right? There's a lot of talk that uh, Florida State, we talked about this last week, Florida State is interested in in making more money yeah, or getting their line right, share of the noise. ACC yeah. money or whatever. Yeah. So let's say they say either you guys are going to give us a bigger cut or we're going to see who else might want us. Right. And I'm sure the SEC wants them. Do you think something like this, locks us more into the big 12 or do you think if the ACC were to come calling we would say listen we're gonna check out things over here on the ACC side I I think Scoot and Johnson mentioned it last week on the show and the more I dove into it this week I agree with him I think WV is going to go where the money is, and the money right now is, the is not in right. the ACC. Right? It's in the yeah, I would just Guido. I would expect Ren Baker to say, "Look, it's my, it's my obligation to put us in the best possible contract and situation." And then I think so. In that situation, then, and I don't. Unfortunately, I don't think we have the right guy for this. But our AD should be trying to help find other schools in the East. To bring well, in, if we're going to bring in other schools, yeah, you would, right. you would right. want the Big Twelve to poach like, eastward. And I don't so let's want steal like, Virginia Tech. Let's steal. Yeah, uh, I don't want like a Southern Miss because right. I no, could see no, them no, doing no, something no, like no, that. Right. I could see them bringing right. a Southern you gotta, Miss. I, go, I'm Tulane. I could see them bringing a Tulane. Right. Um, I agree with you. And I like. And here's the thing, Johnson. And, and this is and this is us coming off of a horrific and in, and in a terrible football situation and the basketball team's not terrible but doing better but like i look at this conference now even this setup of the conference with arizona arizona state uh the utes in there um and i go you're talking about like uh good two utes. Utes. we got one ute and two utes um the the utes all utes um but i look at this conference and I, i'm like outs i think we're a top tier team in this conference like I think well in football, Colorado. I I do. I think we're top tier teams. Listen, Scooby. we're Baylor's going to be a top well, tier team. Basketball or football? You, both. Okay. No, both. that's what I started no. to ask. Do you mean both sports? No, I mean both sports. No, yes. Not until things change. Yeah, I, don't, I don't. Well, I agree. There's got to be change, but I think looking at looking at this and looking at 
uh, size of school, ability to recruit. If you go you know, history, all of that stuff. Rich Rod, Dana, maybe. Uh, Neil Brown has done Jack Honky. I I understand that, but I just look at this and I go, well, we're a top tier. We're we're up there with the Baylor's and the Oklahoma States and the Texas Techs and the Iowa States, and you know. Well, I maybe just look at I it would go, look at it. Who's top yes. tier in that? No, Who's top I, tier I don't. That? I don't think I disagree with you, but I I don't like if anything, Guido. And I think I texted this to you guys the other day. I think, like, let's say Prime's not a home run in Colorado. Let's say Gundy gets run out of Oklahoma State because they've been they've been rough lately. I I can almost see in like a bad case scenario this conference being treated like the old big East, like why do they still get a seat up here at the playoff table and stuff? If you're not careful, you know what I mean? Like Sonny Dykes is going to have to be not a flash. Right. And like Cincinnati now post Luke fickle can't go back to old Cincinnati. Well, they brought in a hot, hot hire. Didn't (laughs) they? Scott Satterweight or something. Let's go find some guy that stunk (laughs) and bring him in and see how that goes. Let's get a retread. I don't, I don't think I'm, I don't think I sound crazy by saying that. I think you just like us with Neil Brown, like you can only be five and seven so many years. And then people are like, I don't go there. I don't like when they recruit me now, I don't care because I don't want to go be a part of that. Well, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in the off season some more. But to me, and like looking at what the landscape of college football, as they say, and looking at how the SEC is is gaining power, and now the Big Ten has decided they want to get in on the game and they're going to gain power. I almost feel like the Big Twelve. They're going to take the, these. Yeah, they're they, going to take these teams. Yeah, they're going to take these teams. Or the Big Twelve and the ACC at some point need to go. Hey, you know what, guys? Let's combine. Let's let's become let's become the super conference, and we'll combine and we'll do it regionally. And instead of you chasing people and us chasing people, maybe we stay the same. I mean, maybe and I don't know what I don't know how that yeah. looks. Let's own all four time zones. But yes, let's, let's own all yeah. four here's, time zones. Somebody has to do it. Like for me, if I'm being selfish, I guess if you're going to go into the West Coast time zone, I don't want the two Arizonas. I'll take Washington and I mean, Oregon. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, Skew. It's a fine. I don't it's know. A, it's a fair. It's a, it's a fair yeah, comment. I, mean, I don't know. I. I. I think everyone's assuming you can't for both sports. I think those are more attractive. Well, I think everyone's assuming your scope is that you can't nudge those guys out of there. Right. You know. I think that's the. the well, they're going to get left high. Well, the dry, other thing I, I read though happen. that I thought was really interesting about this is Brett Yormark had he has stated that he would like to explore. Un, like decoupling the basketball and selling that as its own TV package, which I thought was really interesting because he was quoted as saying that he feels basketball has more value than what we're, than what we're giving it. And, and I only bring that up because if you go back to 2012, I don't know if you guys remember, but when they were interviewing hugs, uh, Bayheim, people around the big East, when it was, falling apart and splitting and stuff. I, Hugs specifically, I remember, said we don't have enough juice. The basketball side doesn't have enough juice for some reason. You know, we're not in the we're not in the conversation when this is happening. It's all football focused. So it's I thought it was interesting this week in the in a lot of these articles to see your marks quote saying, no, we're actually going to explore treating the basketball as its own, you know, because it's gotten such a a good 
uh, a favorable view of the Big 12 Conference this year in basketball, we're actually going to explore giving that its own, you know, value for a TV contract. Yeah, I mean, I think and I think this is going to be a conversation that we are going to spend most of our offseason talking about because I think this is going to be this might not be the year for big moves. There might not be big moves this offseason between basketball and football, but this is setting up for 2024 for there to be big moves. And so that's what it's it's starting to look like. Guys, uh, we got to wrap it up, but a couple things. We we uh, and I feel bad because we do we, one of these shows. We need to put baseball first, right? We need to stop yeah, dump, know. dumping baseball, know. At especially the end because of, the of us. Like it's silly. We, like yes, because we're baseball outside guys. of the show. We talk about baseball all the time, but then we try to fit it in here. Yeah, you're right. W WVU uh, travels to Richmond this weekend. Interestingly enough, uh, I've actually been to the Diamond in Richmond. Watched many games. The old Richmond Braves used to play there when I lived in Richmond. But uh, WVU plays a, a very odd Is that double. in Western Virginia? No, it's not in Western Virginia. It is in Virginia, the state of, the Commonwealth of. Uh, WVU plays a, a strange doubleheader on Saturday where they played VCU in the first game, and then they turned around and played Kinesis in the second game and uh, won both games on ESPN+. Plus. I actually watched uh, – I missed – part of the first half of the basketball game because Johnson was texting me about how bad it was and watched the baseball <laughs> game against uh, VCU and it was fun. WVU was down and had a nice comeback win there in the in the late innings. Uh, uh, WVU baseball though continuing to to improve. They've uh, they've now jumped to being what six and four overall in their non-conference games. Uh, with some wins this weekend, and they play this week. They also play on Wednesday. The f- basketball team plays at 7 p.m. The f- baseball team plays at 3 p.m. Baseball's on ESPN Plus. You can watch a game. It's at, it's in Morgantown at I can't, Wagner Field at Monongalia County Park. We, the name is getting longer, uh, but we'll say it. Um, and then they play this weekend against Minnesota in Morgantown. All three games again on ESPN Plus, so you can watch a lot of WVU baseball. It's fun to watch, John. Yeah, and scrimmaging the Diamondbacks. Uh, they were hosted in Arizona this past week. That that had to be an amazing experience for those guys. I would think to play that on that field, scrimmage those guys. That that had to be a cool. That had to be a really cool experience. I'm, I think it's awesome that they got to do that. They they did lose six to nothing, but I mean, you're yeah. playing professional right. baseball players. Yeah, I mean, you know, the team that they played is essentially AAA guys. A lot of AAA uh, minor league guys have played on that game against them, um, and uh, so you know, WVU baseball though continuing to improve. Randy Mazie does a great job with the program. Glad to see WVU improving. Um, unfortunately, the the thing that bummed me out the most about that Diamondbacks, uh, the game against the Diamondbacks, there wasn't. I don't think there was a full box score released on it because it was an exhibition game, uh, so there was never a full a full box score on it. But uh, but yeah, definitely check out WVU uh, baseball if you get a chance. WVU basketball starts the Phillips sixty six Big Twelve Championship Tournament this week. They play Wednesday night against Texas Tech. That game is on ESPNU. Tip off at seven o'clock, so check that out. Make sure you don't miss it. Also, make sure you check us out. We're online. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Got Your Ears on and check out our website. It's where everything about us lives. That's where you can find it. Uh, GotYourEarsOn.com. You can click on 
the latest show. Uh, we'll put it up there with all the show notes of stuff we uh, talked about and probably didn't get to stuff on there as well. You can click on the uh, link to the latest show through the tune in link and listen right on the website. You can also click through to the merch store and check out our GYEO merch, Guido. Yeah, so check it out. Got your ears on. Dot com. We'll be back next week with another show. We'll break down the Phillips 66 Big 12 Men's Championship Tournament uh, in Kansas City. We'll tell you what how WVU did. We'll tell you about how they looked. And we'll be talking about, that's Selection Sunday, we'll be talking about where everybody lands uh, in the NCAA March Madness Tournament. Exciting. It's exciting. So uh, make sure you check that out and listen to us. We'll be back to do our uh, pre tournament show uh we're excited about so that'll be awesome and uh and thanks for listening everybody we'll be back next week you've been listening to got your ears on